Hey guys, welcome back. BDC Care here. We're back with Season 8, Episode 55 of our weekly Q&A videos. If you're on YouTube, uh, links in the description to uh, watch us on all the major podcasting platforms. If you're on the podcast for BDC Care Gaming on YouTube, uh, getting straight into the first question. Uh, this one comes from Samuel Martin, and they say, How exactly do you look for new glitches? So... That's an interesting question. Yeah, especially because there haven't really been new glitches that we've found right. in a long time. But I can tell you a sort of general approach because I don't know that there's necessarily one way that you can find them. A big part of it is is sort of ear to the ground. People tell us about stuff that's happening or that they've seen or that they've been able to do. Yeah. And we try to reproduce it. And if we can reproduce it, then we actually do it enough so to me, there's there's certain elements of it, right? Because I think way back when, when there were more, not only more players, but more glitches, there was like a, a flood of glitch videos anytime there's something that was possible. Yeah. And it, what do you think? What, what did you feel like was sort of the major shortcoming of those kind of glitch videos? Well, so a lot of cases, what happens is there, there's a sort of series of steps where the first step is the hardest, right? In terms of looking for new glitches, the short answer is it's you can't unless you know the game really well. Uh, there's sort of two ways to get to it, where one way is you play the game a lot and something happens to you that's weird, and then you try to do it again. So th that sounds like knowing that it exists. Like, once you are aware that something is possible. Yeah. Right. And the yeah. other way is knowing enough about how the game works that you can sort of make a prediction, well, if I do X, then the game will probably respond in Y way, and mm -hmm. then testing that out. Y way. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and, that's, a, that's like a joke. Sorry, that's a, a Huawei joke. Yeah. And uh, neither of those methods... Uh, let you skip that point where you just spend a lot of time with the game yeah. or get sort of lucky with it. And then the next step after that is you something weird happens, you try to do it again, and then once you are able to do it consistently, you figure it out sort of your your building blocks. You figured out the tools that you're going to be working with. And then the next step, which I feel like a lot of people didn't do, was to sort of start to narrow it down and tinker and look at that bigger set of... right. You know, steps so, like you, I did exactly this, this, and this, and I could copy it every time. Or you could try to figure out, well, if I take this part out, does it still work? If I take this part out, does it still work? If I do this, right, right. is there any way of sort of figuring out what's the core of it and what's other stuff that you just happen to be doing at the same time? And I think probably the best thing that we added and probably why we got good at it was that tinkering level step wasn't just to figure out what was necessary, but sometimes it would be a way of figuring out what would go wrong. Yeah. Because the inevitable thing would be somebody would do a step wrong. They would follow it wrong. And something would happen that they didn't expect or didn't want. Yeah. And if we'd done the glitch enough, then we could troubleshoot that. Like, we'd have an idea of what was happening. And the reason why I think a lot of people didn't do it is because once they figured out the glitch, they just want to post it as soon as possible. And that hurt us a little bit sometimes because we wouldn't necessarily be the first out of the gate. Yeah. And there, you can't understate how important it is to be early right the when you're the first person there like the algorithms on youtube totally favor the first arrival yeah and 
the, the, I guess the problem now is that there's lots of potential glitches, but it, it, let me give you a good example. Is that um, with trying to re-roll using the, the airplane mode slash refund glitch yeah. for Phantom Zone on the last crystal. Mm-hmm. So we've had reports from a lot of users saying, oh yeah, we can change it by disconnecting at this point and then resetting it if we don't like what we get. Yeah. And we've tried it a bunch of times. We can't get it. Now, we think we know part of the reason sometimes why people might even think that even if it's not happening is because it looks like we can actually get it to look like it's re-rolling. But if you save your, like, reconnect to the server and then you look at what you actually got, if you Mm -hmm. look at your collection, you didn't swap from the first roll that you didn't like. Yeah. So the... That, that's sort of the long and the short of it is that that's the step. And the first step is to just play a lot and think about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard because the whole point about, you know, a new glitch is that it has it's going to be coming from somewhere that we're not looking at right now. Mm-hmm. So you either need to have a unique experience that nobody else has either had or nobody who's had it has done anything with that information. Right. Or you need to have thought about something in a way that other people haven't and also probably the developers haven't right Right. uh to sort of run into a situation where you go well i could do this right and so the easiest way to find a new glitch is to start off of the basic framework of an old glitch and that's how several new glitches were found back in the day so i can give another example of that like this is an interesting sort of oral history of everything there was one time there was a multiple pack glitch where you could spend the price of okay actually there's been a bunch of them it was the one where you had almost no credits yeah and you would spend by hitting the buy for a pack yeah before it had actually registered the buy before it taken money from you yeah and if you had enough money for it you would spend all of your money but if you didn't have enough money for it it would not give you negative money it would just let you buy however many packs you could tap fast enough right and that was sort of the first thing that was discovered. And we didn't really have a big part in that. However, at one point, when we realized the kind of lag that there was, so that sometimes when you touch the spot, the screen wouldn't change while, yet while it was still registering the touches. Yeah. And that was where we did the flipping, where we could flip the device to reorient. Yeah. And during that time where the game was reorienting, it would buy you a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. And as long as you remembered where you needed to hit and where the button would end up, you could also exploit it that way. A little more efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's, it's a lot of different things. And the problem right now is I don't know that there's any sort of strange behavior, aside from the glitches that still work, any sort of strange behavior that's reproducible enough that we could start experimenting with it to sort of flesh out the parameters. Yeah. And not to say that there isn't, it's just that, you know, we wouldn't know where to look for it. Yeah. Uh, and so there's no point in really going looking. For a, in a lot of ways, the glitches will find you if they find you. Or if you're looking for something, you have to start at sort of the basis that we're already on. But we've been sitting with these and stewing with them for a while. So it's it's hard. It's not like a, it's not a you know, spend 10 hours and you'll find a new right. glitch type of process. Right. And I, what was also interesting at the beginning, too, was... Once you know how something is done, and once you know that a certain glitch kind of exists, it makes it easier to figure out what was happening. Like, 
to understand the behavior of what you're seeing in your opponents. Because I remember there was a point in time before the multiple pack glitch became widespread that you would see these that w- would look like hack teams yeah. where there would be multiple copies of the same character. Yeah. Like far in excess of what you'd expect based on uh, either people buying packs or, um, you know, like it was, say, say like you, you look at, um, you'd see uh, maybe a video of somebody's team and on the team they'd have like 20 copies of something. Yeah. And it was in retrospect that we realized that when we were playing around with the multi-pack glitch, mm-hmm. that that was very likely what they were doing. That they were using their hard-earned money to buy multiple packs. And that, you know, that whole, you, you have enough for just one pack, but because you're smacking so often, it didn't deduct. You get deduct a million. The, yeah, it didn't deduct. I think our best was maybe like almost 50 packs yeah. off one the price of one pack, but it required that you spend down until, so you, you know, you wouldn't be actually spending your real money because it would deduct it if you had it, but if you didn't have it, it would just deduct it once. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that was also one sort of a half step away from an infinite credits glitch because then you just go in and you sell all your other characters. Right. Uh, and you get not quite infinite, but functionally as many credits as you could ever want and more. Yeah. So uh, that was a way to bank them. Yeah. Like to, to save credits as characters, as, um, stuff even though it was an inefficient way because it was only worth 0.3 of what it actually cost yeah but 30 percent of what it was supposed to cost as opposed to the amount that you paid for it which was a f- the fraction of a cost of a yeah. single pack was a pretty yeah. good deal yeah yeah and then i mean then it became a case of figuring out what the best way to exploit it was right so yeah. it used to be that you could buy the you know the most want pack you have six hundred thousand credits and then you just tap it really fast and get 50 copies and then it became with the flip spending the equivalent of a bronze pack which is eight thousand you only needed eight thousand yeah and you could flip it to buying 50 most wanted packs instead whatever was on the same screen yeah which was uh pretty pretty sweet yeah and also easier to build up the credits for you could sell back like one character from your 50 pack spree and then yeah. have enough for that again and when you look at the kind of the glitches that people are trying to exploit now like the one where you have uh, the 200 nth metal pack yeah and they they spend it and then reset it until they get a metal character and then if they've already got a copy of that metal character they can sell it back so then instead of 200 nth metal now they have 240 yeah um, so it's each time is worth 40 credits pretty it's tedious that's yeah, pretty yeah. tedious uh, and, and it's a lot of work, and it, it, we're, we're clearly out of the golden days of... Glitches, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all, that's why we're always happy to hear about things, and we're eager to, to test them out. But, you know, it's been a while since there's been anything that's actually panned out. Mm-hmm. Panned out is from gold um, prospecting. That makes sense. That where checks you, out. Where you swish the water around until the gold settles at the bottom, you get rid of all the other lighter sediment. Mm-hmm. So panning it. So I've heard people use panned as sort of a negative thing, but as an expression, I think the positive sentiment is from gold. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, so yeah, that's how you look for new glitches. Unfortunately, that answer basically boils down to you don't. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, the next question comes from Apocalypse, or I guess this is more of a comment. Uh, but they say the main problem I have with the COVID vaccines. It, 
is that it has become so overly politicized here in the U.S. Democrats are getting vaccinated for publicity to boost their following and hopefully remain in office, and Republicans are refusing to get vaccinated mainly because Democrats are demanding everyone to be. It's no longer about doing what's best for you or your family, it's about doing what your political party is. Then there are mobs on social networks like Twitter attacking people just for asking questions about the vaccines. Nicki Minaj tweeted about a friend of her cousin getting vaccinated and said his family jewels became swollen. I don't know if you've seen this tweet. I've seen Probably, that tweet, yeah. yeah. Um, not a, not a day later. Because the vaccine had sex with them. <laughs> the family jewels uh, is, I think, a nice, tasteful way of saying it. Yeah. Uh, not a day later, multiple news articles are published, published labeling her as anti-vaccine and claim she was spreading misinformation. It was one tweet saying why her cousin was refusing to get vaccinated. And on top of that, she said to be uh, comfortable with your decision, not bullied. On the same day before the news article, she put up a poll asking which vaccine she should get. So... Uh, <laughs> there's well, there's some stuff in this. So let's maybe try to unpack it a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, you want to go first? I do, broadly speaking, agree that uh, the vaccine has become uh, very politicized where it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't be a political issue. There's a lot of stuff that shouldn't be political issues. Um, okay, but who's making a political issue? Like, yeah. I mean, when you try to both sides this kind of thing, mm-hmm. I mean... I, I feel like there is a real culprit. Yeah. Like, there is actually one group that's trying to demonize vaccinations. Yeah, the, the one thing I will say, and maybe I just haven't seen it, is I'm not aware of any Democrats who are just getting vaccinated because it's party line. Yeah. Um, you know, there might be some people who are, like, maybe neutral on it. But I, I don't know if there's anybody who's getting vaccinated who really strongly believes that it's, you know, terrible for them. Or anything else like that. I think people are... Anybody who's getting vaccinated is weighing sort of the pros and the cons in their uh, personal life. And I think, to some extent, there is, I think, social stigma around getting vaccinated. And that is a force that's um, leading to some people getting vaccinated. But I would argue that, you know, that's people who are getting pushed by the people around them to do what's best for public health. And that sort of feeds into the right reasons. I saw a video of a girl saying that she said that she'd go out with a guy if he got vaccinated and then um, went on two dates and then dumped him afterwards yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, uh, I think if there are people who are willing to get vaccinated for uh, relatively mo- minor reasons. Minor concessions? Minor concessions. Their principles weren't that strong when to it's, begin with? When it's not based off of, like... Yeah, because I don't think you can 180 on somebody who thinks it's going to kill them or that it's, you know, right awful for them. So I think when you have people willing to get it in those cases, unless there's people, you know, getting at a gunpoint or going, if you don't get this vaccine, your career is over, right? I don't think that there is a huge amount of sort of meaningful yeah. external uh, pressure that, that's going to make somebody compromise on their values. Because I think that the other thing is that you can just not talk about it for the most case. And I know it's right. a little bit different for politicians, but I, the reason I think why a lot of people are having people sort of jump down their throats, uh, it's not the people who are quiet and thinking about it. Uh, the, the argument seems to be largely between people who are really public and vocal about not getting right. a vaccine. Yeah. 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 I think that that's a good point. I agree with a, a, a lot of what you said, but I think I actually maybe take it a little bit more extremely. I think there probably is, I think people have an obligation to, their community and the people around them more so and that they they really should have a a, a darn good reason more than just 
unfounded fear. So, all right. So here's the thing. I think that mainstream media as a, in general and people with a prominent platform, yeah. so famous people, they have a bigger obligation to be aware of what they're saying, of the implications of what they're saying, and be, sort of s- speak with the understanding that certain things there's a high potential for being misinterpreted or being misread. Yeah. So, um, and to me, the really big one, the obvious one is that the common mistake that people make between causation and relation where stuff that comes happens together, they decide they mistake it for, um, a causal relationship instead of just like a temporal relationship. Mm-hmm. And so just to give you some context, because I think this is going to be helpful, uh, that the study of, uh, let's see, there's a pediatric study of the vaccine, and I'm just going to read a small quote from it, right? So 2,268 trial participants, including 1,518 vaccine recipients, followed for at least two months past the second dose. There were five severe adverse events. None were linked to the vaccine. So these adverse effects included ingestion of a penny. That was one person in the vaccine group. So this kid swallowed a penny. Mm-hmm. Um, fractures. There were two in the vaccine group and one in the placebo group. And infective arthritis, one person in the vaccine group. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a combination of these events clearly are very uncommon. When you've got two fractures versus one, that sort of randomness of one, even if you could connect to the vaccine somehow. But it's if you want to blame the vaccine for a kid swallowing a penny. Yeah. I think we're getting into sort of the ridiculous stuff and they have to keep there track was of another this. testing thing where there was somebody who got hit by lightning, I think in one of the controls oh, that God. was in the adverse events. Um, yeah, no. So, and you talked a little bit about the, um, famous people needing to use their platform more responsibly. Let's actually read Nicki Minaj's okay. tweet. All right. So that we can talk about yeah. it. Um, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. So, you know, her tweet, if you really want to give her sort of the most generous reading possible, she technically doesn't say... That because of the vaccine uh, is why this person's oh. testicles became swollen. But she really heavily implies it. Right. There's this sort of understanding of this happened because of this. Uh, and she's saying, you know, my f- um, my cousin's friend uh, lost his marriage, right? Had his wedding called right. off uh, because he got the vaccine. Which is just, it's not a responsible thing to say on your platform. It's not reasonable to right come out and, and say that he, he, the the there's a the really dumb argument where oh i didn't actually say that i mean you don't have to say the words i think if you've got more than say a grade two or grade three understanding of communication and english that you understand that certain things are strongly implied yeah even if they're not explicitly stated and that kind of evasive well i didn't say those words mm-hmm. is um is kind of lame so 
you know, is she anti-vaccine? From this statement, you can't say definitively whether or not she is or is not anti-vaccine. And from if she did, you know, post on her story about which one she should get or whatever, we can say that she's maybe vaccine skeptical. But she's contributing but to she the is. dialogue in a way that's actually, that, that does land on one side. Even if she's not anti-vaccine, yeah. this is an anti-vaccine contribution. Yeah, exactly. And so she's she's spreading information that makes it easier for people to just have this vague, uneasy feeling about the vaccine that's not based off of anything at all. And so I think it, it was fair to be critical of her. And I think part of the problem is that, um, you know, I'm not saying people should be harassed or... Um, you know, piled on, right? Just because they're big and they, they say something. You can say something wrong, you can make a mistake. Um, right. It's important to note is that the tweet is still up, ah, right? Okay. I didn't find that from, like, an archive. I didn't find a screenshot of it. I was reading it from Nicki Minaj's uh, status. Uh, so she's, she's kept it up and had more than enough people giving her an opportunity to sort of learn about it. And yeah, it, it was a damaging thing that she said. And overall... Her going, which vaccine should I get? And then tweeting this uh, does more harm than good, right? It's it's not somebody, it's not information that, it's not really real information at all, right? It's a loose sort right. of correlation. It's about the same quality it's, as all those people who did something wrong uh, when trying to use our glitches and then came and commented and said it's not working anymore. It's been fixed, right? right? And or then, even that, that our steps are wrong when they watch somebody else's video. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's just, it's not real. Right. And so it, it does suck. And, you know, she shouldn't be using her platform uh, to, to just, spread ideas yeah. like this. I mean, so some people yeah. maybe slightly mischaracterized how she felt about things. But, right, I but think, it's, it has nothing to do with how she felt. Like, because I'll tell you something. I have no idea how she feels inside her own head. Yeah. That's her head. Yeah. But I can tell you how harmful what she said was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, so yeah. people made attributions. People tried to tell you what she felt in her head. And if she said that other stuff, maybe they were wrong, right? Yeah. But that's sort of almost separate to the question. And I think the fact that maybe other people misspoke or weren't careful with their words, they're also still being a lot more careful with their words than she was with hers. Right. So I think if you're if you're coming after the people for criticizing her like that, I think there's a big argument to say that you should be coming down on against what she said at least as hard. Right. Uh, so, yeah. And so it does, it does suck. It's, it is really unfortunate that it's a political thing. It shouldn't be a political thing. And I think the, but the reason why I think it shouldn't be a political thing is just because, uh, people should be getting educated, uh, and then, you know, getting vaccinated unless they are so afraid of the vaccine yeah. that they really also should be not going out, not doing anything. But it, it can be managed too. I mean, Canada, or at least, um, a working group in Canada, that was, I believe, based out of the University of Waterloo, did a really good paper to summarize how to deal with different um, supposed reasons for not getting the vaccine yeah. and what were the workarounds. And I think that that's that makes so much more sense. I mean, here's so here's the other thing related to um, vaccines and whether you get to be reluctant or hesitant or skeptical about them yeah. i think it's totally legitimate position to take but i also think that there are certain groups of people that if you want to stay in those groups of people you should not be allowed to remain unvaccinated yeah and i think it has to do with if there are others if there are others in society that rely on you mm -hmm. um and that have 
no choice of interacting with you or that they're particularly vulnerable and they have no choice of interacting with you, you have to get a vaccine or you are out. That To me, that applies to healthcare workers. Yeah. That applies to um, public transit workers. That applies to uh, police officers. Mm-hmm. Like, when do you get a choice to say, well, you know what? I don't want to have an interaction with you, officer, because you haven't been vaccinated. Yeah. I, I just Other think... Other people have to be able to opt out. Right. You have to have the chance of opting out of any interaction with you. And that's why I think it makes sense. You know, government workers, if they're, you know, licensing officers or something, right? Yeah. I think all those groups, really, it does make sense that they should and must be um, vaccinated, decreased. And we, we addressed this last time, right? Vaccines don't eliminate the risk, but they decrease it. Yeah. It's an extra couple of levels of safety when you right. combine with everything else. Yeah, and we've said it a million times, so we're not going to harp on it. We're not interested in forcing anybody to get vaccinated. We just want... I am. <laughs> You're... Okay, well, I'm not... Yeah, well, I mean, not everybody, but those groups, I think, for sure. Oh, the, those groups. But I'm not interested in forcing any individual to get vaccinated, right? If that person is still not comfortable with it and they either figure out how to work from home or they, you know... Uh, have to quit their job or, you know, go on leave until stuff is safe enough that it's okay for them, right? Or people can choose not to buy from them if they, yeah. if it's a business, uh, if it's whatever. I am not interested in forcing any individual to have a, to have the needle stuck in their arm, right? You know what I mean? Right. I, I think that those saying that this person needs to have a vaccine uh, to continue doing this job is a question of public safety. Yeah. And I think that, you know, uh, even past everything else, I'm, I'm not saying that any one individual person who absolutely refuses to should be held down against their will and vaccinated or anything right, like that, right? right? Uh, if I could snap my fingers and make everybody vaccinated tomorrow, I would absolutely do it. Oh, did you hear that funny story? Did, my, did I tell you this one already about the there were people in Greece? You did, yeah. And I heard it separately too, where they were bribing doctors to give them vaccination like passports or like vaccination documentation by faking giving them giving the vaccine fake vaccines and the doctors were just giving them real taking vaccine. the money too but they're yeah. taking the money too <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, there's another one of those apocryphal stories that i think you know it, it's almost too good to be, tr- to be true but it's still kind of funny see the bribery part i absolutely believe because i know that that's how a lot of things work in greece is that they're they have a very bribery centric culture yeah. where uh, it's just one of the ways that you do things and it, it's sort of a, a loop of it where there's anybody who's like an official or a relative authority in a certain thing so you bribe doctors all the time you know really? police officers and everything I've, it's apparently a thing um in in greece and the the weird thing to me is that it, it seems like another one of those um it's, i guess it's not weird it makes sense to me but if the, if you're in a lot of those roles I guess if you're like a police officer, you're probably getting bribed a lot more than you're giving out bribes. Yes. But, um, and you know, some jobs, I imagine that the money you're getting from bribes in is also circulating in bribes out when you have to bribe various other people, right? Because right, if you right. have to bribe a lot of people in your interactions in your daily life, it's another one of those things where it feels like there's a, probably a bunch of groups that it doesn't help very much. And right. then uh, the money once again just accumulates in the hands of the relatively powerful right? Uh, at the expense of the people who aren't in sort of bribe positions, right? Right. Yeah. You know, all right, so this is a totally weird connection. It strikes me that it's very much like multiplayer rewards. The people who are getting mul- more multiplayer rewards because they rank higher are the ones that actually have more stuff already. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Right? But yeah, you're it, not wrong. I mean, 
it, but it, it's I think it's sort of the nature of any kind of capitalism, right? Yeah. Like once you get the ball rolling, there's it's almost like an exponential kind of growth where it's not it definitely not linear, and that the the work you put in increases the speed at which you accumulate resources. Yeah. So there we go. But that's that's our vaccine talk again. Yeah. But uh, I tied it back into injustice. You like that? We did tie it back into injustice a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, get vaccinated. Uh, research it and then get vaccinated. But, okay, so have. hold on. Research, though. I saw a, a, a meme that's been propagated a bit. And it's about, you know, they say scientists doing research and it shows them in a lab. Yeah. And then... Um, anti-vaccination person doing research and they're sitting on a toilet looking on their phone. Yeah, Research isn't looking at the secondary sources. Research is always looking at the primary sources. So you look at the studies, you develop enough of a vocabulary so you understand what they're talking about when they say stuff. Yeah. And then that makes sense. You judge for yourself what's actually true. If you, if you look at the primary sources and, and if you, if you can't, I mean, one of the, the easiest sort of ways to judge the balance of the information is that what percentage of scientists and doctors, like licensed doctors, not chiropractic doctors, mm-hmm. but medical doctors, are getting vaccinated? Yeah. And I think the preponderance of the the sentiment is to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But check the primary sources yourself. That's what real research is. Yeah, so we're saying... Re- and we're not Democrats or Republicans. We're... It's not... We're like Canadians. A, yeah, it's not a political lines thing. Uh, we just think it's safe. And yeah. that's because we've looked at stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you and I are both those kinds of nerds who do dig into stuff a little bit more uh, and, and look at stuff and balance stuff. And hopefully... Uh, from the way that we've been talking about it. I mean, obviously, we have a very strong opinion on it, but that's just because the research leads us to a very strong opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Almost none of the political leaders in any of the governments um, that are recommending a COVID vaccine are people that I would uh, take their word at sort of anything past right. just people saying stuff, right? It's not that I'm. I think, like, Joe Biden's so great. Uh, or like any like mainstream Democrats are so great that when they say get vaccinated, I'm like, oh, of course, absolutely, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, everybody in politics, and not to say everybody's the same, but to say that uh, like the vast majority of people in mainstream politics right now aren't worth trusting right. uh, past looking at stuff yourself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's not <laughs> not a political thing. It, it's just uh, based off of all the information I've seen. Thing. Yeah. 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 There we go. Uh, our next question comes f- from Fufufu, and they say, uh, I have been... or fa 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 I don't know. Maybe. And we'll do this one, and then we'll, we'll probably I think that's, yeah. Uh, I've been playing this game for a long time now, but a month ago I stopped playing it. I switched on Injustice 2 and enjoyed it. Uh, it may be hard for a free-to-play player at the beginning, but it's worth it. Lots of content to make an interesting character. Now I have a good roster to grind multiplayer, and I have a three to four stars of characters. Uh, solo raid is awesome too. Plus the rewards are good. I hope you switch game two and create more content. Love this channel. Yeah, it's an interesting thing what they've done because it's not just. I mean, we don't. We haven't been playing Injustice two for a long time. If you if you want to dig around on our channel, you'll see that we did do some beginner videos, and I think you know it was interesting content. The problem was that it it became definitely too much of a a time sink, and it favored the money spent 
way more strongly than the original Injustice did. Yeah. And that, and, and they, they uh, banned our account, suspended our account. There was really no recourse. No, yeah, we don't know why. They didn't respond to, um, support never responded. So that that was another reason not to. But, I mean, I know that I followed Injustice 2 a little bit to know that they've added other features from since they started. The same way they did with Injustice 1, right? There yeah. haven't been updates for a long time. And I'm not sure what the status is or updates for Injustice 2. But I know they added, like, a team component where you could work with other people online and have, um, what do you call it? Like, like clans? missions. Yeah, yeah, clans sort of, I guess. Yeah. The The problem I think I had, the, the ideological problem I had with Injustice 2, the biggest one I had was, was how much it favored not playing. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cool because it adds another element of planning, right? When you're not, when you're not going to be playing anyways... Yeah. But because the rewards were so good that you you know you'd have to send characters away on missions and while they're doing missions you couldn't play them and then be, after a certain time you get a reward coming back. The more heavily it favored that that you could send you know a bunch of your best characters on missions because it, it if your certain missions required I think a minimum level in your characters. Yeah. Yeah. So then it favored sending away better and better characters to get better and better rewards. How does that? I, I don't know. It felt like it was encouraging. It was encouraging less gameplay to make progress. The same way to me, certain glitches are encourage you not to play. Yeah. Like I, my favorite glitch has always been the challenge reset because it actually encourages you to play more. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting free recharges because that would mean you're getting to play more. Mm-hmm. The worst ones were the ones that, where you had to do this something over and over again that had nothing to do with the game. That was really tedious. And was like boring. Yeah. And that's what I felt like that big part where you sent your characters away on missions for Justice 2, which to me was the a really easy way for um, non-paying free-to-play players mm-hmm. uh, could get stuff. But then what it's doing is it's forcing you, hey, don't play the game. You don't get to use this character that you really like that's really good. I, I, I think that just sucks. Yeah, so we, we we never got bit by the Injustice 2 bug, and we have spent enough time uh, doing other stuff. It would be a big time sink. We've got, you know, we, we love Injustice 1 for what it was, uh, but... But what it is to us. And say. what it is. And yeah, uh, but we, were, we weren't so interested in picking up a whole other, uh, you know, like mini part-time job worth of work oh God, to no. uh, get everything in that game. So yeah, uh, probably not going to be jumping ship to Injustice 2. Uh, ever. Yeah. And unfortunately or fortunately, depending on who you are. I, I think that is really difficult. And what, one thing that's not maybe so obvious in our videos, and I, I feel like I've said this so many times, so I apologize if you're one of the people who've been following us for a while, is that um, a big part of what goes into making these videos isn't just the time that we spend talking. And it's not just the gameplay that, that's playing in the background. It's the hours and days and weeks of playing where we've developed a certain expertise and a certain facility with um, game playing the players and the strategies and stuff that, you know, it, it it's, it's like, um, let me give you another analogy. It's like, I think it was, this was attributed to Sergio Aragones, who was one of the uh, cartoonists on Mad Magazine. Yeah. And he somebody paid him to do a sketch and it took him like 10 minutes or something. And somebody said, oh, you know, 10 minutes, it's, 
had something to do with some comment about how it wasn't worth the money that it wasn't. Yeah, because uh, it didn't take him very long. They, yeah. And he said, well, you're not paying for how long it took me to do a sketch. You're paying for all the years of um, practice and all the years of experience that meant that I could do the sketch that quickly as good as it was. Yeah. I've uh, I've heard that attributed to a bunch of places. I think that's one of those like apocryphal stories oh, that yeah. gets attributed to everybody and everything. Uh, so it's the same idea, I think. I mean, I'm, I, I think... I appreciate the sentiment where people think that we could just quickly switch to another game, but I think the time it would take to develop the expertise in another game isn't something that I'm ready to to, to commit to now or yeah. spend. And we don't have a lot of extra time for other games. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I've been really enjoying Beat Saber, though. Yeah, Beat Saber is a lot of fun. On Oculus um, Quest, Quest two. 2. Now the Meta Quest 2. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to point out to everybody who's in Canada... But there's a big promotion. I, I, this is uh, unsolicited, but it, this is a good time to, to pick it up if you're on the fence because the Amazon Canada has a promotion where they give you a $70 gift certificate. I mean, it expires in a couple months, I think. But they give you a $70 gift certificate if you buy um, the Oculus Quest 2. And if you get the cheapest one, that's, what, 400 bucks. Yeah, so that's, sure. that's probably a decent, uh, decent discount for something that typically doesn't go on sale. Yeah. So anyways... Uh, I think we'll, we'll call it there for this week. To finish up, we've got some people that we'd like to thank. I'm going to preface this one by saying that she wrote it. Uh, this is uh, a quick shout out to Eliza, curly girl Katen. She has gorgeous, naturally curly hair. And despite being God's favorite, she wants you to know that it's very hard to manage. Uh, and this shout out was brought to you by whatever you want it to be. So the funny thing is, do you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of people I know who have straight hair who want to have it curly. Yeah. A lot of people who have curly hair who want to have it straight. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like it's that one of those things where it's not so much that one is necessarily good or bad, but people feel like a change. And when they've been when they've been used to something for so long, it feels like anything different is 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 better. Yeah, grass is always greener on the other side, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we'd also like to give a huge thank you to all the lovely folks who support us on Patreon. And that would be Victor Gomez, Consul Peasant, and Ed Wound at the top tier. Last word, Cinemac and Muhammad Shady at the Your Message Here tier. Sean Farrell, Daniel Simonson, Aaron Mall, Michael DeVries, Brandon C., Irvin Ruiz, and Eddie Dew at the credited level, and Chris Wolf, Scarlet Danny, Awesome Gamer 2 for 1, Pavu RS, Gavin Malat, and Isfar E at the gratitude level. Look, no pauses. There we go. Thanks so much for your support, and thanks so much to all of you for watching. We'll see you next time. Komoda! Komoda.